Thank you for downloading this episode of Just Ball Things NBA Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and give us a rating and review on iTunes. And now, on with the show. Shut up and sit down. This week on JBT Pod. Boy, oh boy, did that final day go out with a bang. We'll be taking you through all the trades on that last day of the NBA transfer season. We'll be discussing Kemba Walker's admission to the All-Star Game. Whether more should have been done to trade DeAndre, Lou Williams and Tyreek Evans. And whether this year's buyout candidates have been the best we've ever seen. And we'll end with a DBS where we rank some of the superpowers found in the NBA. So shut up. Sit down, because JBT is about to begin. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, from wherever you're listening across the world. Welcome to this edition of Just Ball Things NBA Podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on iTunes, and follow us on Blog Talk Radio. Facebook helps us out heaps. Let's spread the brand, etc., Etc. Uh, my name is Nick Busink, and I am extremely, extremely tired. <laughs> it's been a long weekend That's for me, Jackie. Ra- now, Nick, in our no, doc, it's, it see, says... See, insert-, insert random fact. I'm tired. The whole point is that it's a conversation starter. And now you ask me, oh, that's a shame, Nick. Why are you so tired? Why am I writing this script here, Jack? God damn it. <laughs> you, well, I'm tired too, Nick, you, and I'm but- doing a pod... Uh, I'm- I was up till 3am watching the ball last night, so I was up for good reasons. I was up for JBT reasons. Was, Why were you up so uh, late? I, I was up for marriage reasons, mate. The union of two bodies. Sexual. What the hell are you talking about? I, was, I, I went to a wedding. <laughs> I, I assumed that, Nicholas. Were yes. You, uh, well, then that's what I'm like, talking the, about. You did bum. you have the fish or the, the chicken? The it was actually actually the food there was absolutely it was absolutely stellar. Like props to the bride and groom for picking that one. What was the main? I had a I had a steak. It was either steak or chicken. So none of this fish bullshit. Money's too tight for steak. Money's too tight for steak. 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 Hold on, I've got I've got a good soundbite for this one. Mm, Give it to me. Something. Oh, oh. It's real. It's a real shame you can't hear those. It's all right. Listen it, back to it, listen back to the pod, and we'll get there. Again, if you've got any generally... suggestions on how, how how the fuck we could do this, we'd, <laughs> we'd appreciate it. And with me today on this episode 2.17, we have Jack Manuel. How are you? We really need to change this bloody order. But it, it, it kind of works, Nick. It's, it, it, it works with our jumbled, abhorrent, you know, mismatched sort of style of JBT. We're wild. We're uncanny. We don't play by our, anyone's rules. We play by JBT rules. JBT rules. Hashtag. I like that, actually. <laughs> that is good. That's we need bad. to make a t-shirt of that. Let's get, get Chaz on that. Hashtag JBT, JBT rules. Yeah, but then it kind of sounds like, like JBT rules. is like, it's awesome. Which it is. Don't get me wrong. Double meaning, Nick. Yeah, exactly. Double meaning. Double intendry, as the Greeks say. Entendre. It's on. It's intendry, and it's definitely Greek. It's entendre. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it's French. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You idiot. <laughs> Oh, I'm a bit loopy. Don't mind me. Let me go to bed. Banter time over. Um, banter time is over, mate. It's it's been a it's been a crazy week. Not only in the life of Nick Busink, but in the life of NBA, of NBA. Nathan Boyle 
Yeah, I don't know. Aronson. Um, Aronson. Thank you. <laughs> um, That's the name. Of, is that going to be the name of the episode now? Nathan Boyle Aronson. Boyle Aronson. Oh, God. You know, it ruins its mystique when you just announce that it's going to be the name. But yes, it probably will. <laughs> um, anyway, it's been a crazy week. Um, and instead of going right. straight to Busick Manuel scale, we're going to just hit you up. We're just going right. to just general discussion, change things up. Trades. 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 Give me them trades. Um, I want them. I want do them. you I want them. all of them? Because there was a f- there was a shit ton. Anyone who has followed the past you know three days in uh, NBA, or well, it's, it's probably more like four days now, four or five days, um, has been absolutely swapped with uh, with trades that have happened. Uh, obviously, we'll, we'll we'll touch on the the massive trades with um, with Cleveland. Uh, we've got some buyout candidacies. Um, and some, so there are some smaller ones uh, there as well. Some three-way deals. You know, we love a good three-way here at JBT. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll get cracking into the big one, or the big five. Um, the <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers trades, mate. So what the hell wow. happened? Well, like, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll break it down piece by piece. All right. So I want, I want to hear your thoughts. So uh, the Cavaliers trade to the Lakers. For a start, uh, the Cavaliers receive Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. And the Lakers receive Isaiah Thomas, Channing Fry, and a 2018 first round pick. The Cavs' first round pick, not the Brooklyn pick. Not the Nets. Not the Nets no. pick, no. So, Nick, this is the one that started it all. Mm. I, I walk in, I get home from work over here in London, you know, uh, getting ready to get changed, checking, you know, as always, got my phone on me, the Bleacher Report notifications. I'm like, when's the Woj bomb going to drop? I look, I'm like, Isaiah Thomas traded to the Lakers. I'm like, what? And then I, <laughs> yeah. I Twitter open, and I'm on Twitter for the next three hours watching what's happened. Um, it's wild. <laughs> for both sides, let's break it down a little bit. So we saw Isaiah Thomas play his first game last night. Decent game by him. Um, you know, 22 points, six assists. You know, not necessarily JB team of the week worthy, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, probably one of his better games for the season. Yeah. Uh, and that's not really saying much, obviously. In his 15 games with the Cavs, he was quite poor. I couldn't really fit alongside LeBron. It's amazing and what a, a mentality can do, mate. It's you know, he's in a better environment now, yep. seemingly for his, from his perspective, and I hope the best yep. for him. Uh, and I mean, when you break this trade down alone, um, I think that the Lakers won it. Oh um, yeah, definitely. Purely because they were able to get the first round pick from the Cavs, which is only top three protected. So if the Cavs were to fall apart and things weren't to work. That could be a, a top 20 pick. And, you know, the Nets got Jared Allen with, with the 20th pick this year, and he's been pretty great. Mm. Uh, they got Kyle Kuzma with the 27th pick. So the, the Lakers are, are, are a savvy front office when it comes to their drafting. Yeah, As well, yeah. they, they got rid of Jordan Clarkson, a guy who didn't really have much value around the NBA. And they were probably looking at you know giving away an asset, like a second rounder or a Josh Hart, probably to get rid of his salary because he's got, I think, 13, 12, 13 million dollars over the next couple of years. So the big piece of this deal, I think, with the Cavs is Larry Nance. But obviously, this was a precursor to all the other sort of mini huge deals that the Cavs absolutely hit out of the park. But the Lakers here uh, did some nice things. They freed up some space. And who knows, maybe LeBron could be making his way to LA. But at the same time, Kobe Altman said Isaiah Thomas there. I don't think LeBron's going to be want to go back to that. Yeah, uh, it's just there's so <laughs> many storylines. Right. I love the NBA so much. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's been it's wild. been absolutely crazy. I mean, um, the Cavaliers essentially blew up 
just blew up their their starting team. Um, but I love this for both teams. Uh, Lakers shed some much needed calorie uh, calorie salary cap or salary space. Um, and I rate, I rate I rate Jordan Clarkson. Um, looking at his stats now, they they don't they do not jump off the page at all. Um, a in terms of his averages, but just sheer eye test, and I guess this more comes down to gut feel. He can give you great production off the bench, which is more than what they've been getting in their starting point guard um, previously. Yeah. So from a from a Cleveland point of view. They got rid of a veteran presence, which I thought was a bit weird. Channing Fry is a great locker room presence, which is you know, credit to the Lakers. That's going to be great building their team for the future. And a... Nice expiring contract as well. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and a liability on offense and defense in their starting rota- in their starting rotation in Isaiah Thomas, which he was. Whether he's a good player or not, does not matter. In a Cavaliers outfit, he was a liability. And that's just, yep. that's just how it is. Um, so... They got a good, good performing point guard. Not great, but good. He can have some great games, don't get me wrong. And Larry Nance, which provides just that big man presence as well. Yeah, like, I, I, like, I, I, like I like it for the uh, Cavaliers. But I think this Lakers trade is just the small part for the um, Cavaliers. They got good role players there, but their strength comes in for their future trades. Like, Cavs played this trade so well. Like, creating, creating assets out of... Seemingly nothing. It's they, yeah, it just and, seems and, like they've done so well, and to that and people. What, were, what were you going to say? I mean, well, I was going to say that people were mentioning earlier in the week the fact that uh, Kobe Altman was uh, you know under over his head, uh, a fish like you know drowning underwater, with the fact that you know he's such a young, inexperienced GM, and mm. Dan Gill was running the show. Um, I, I think we can put that uh, notion to rest after. Uh, a very, very competent week from him in the front office, and Dan Gill was involved, obviously, as well. Mm. This uh, reshuffling, uh, not only the Lakers move, but we go to the other big move, the sort of more solidification move, where the Cavaliers uh, got Rodney Hood and George Hill uh, and got rid of Jay Crowder and Derek Rose, who went to the Kings, and Iman Shumpert, who went to the Kings as well, and obviously Dwayne Wade, who, uh, who went to the Heat. Uh, just because, uh, just to be nice to Dwayne. Uh, I think Crowder know, and Rose went to the Jazz, mate, not the Kings. I said, I said that. I sent Amon Shumpert to the Kings. You said to the Kings. I want to listen back to this, but I'm pretty sure you said Jay Crowder and Derek Rose to the Kings, and then Amon <laughs> well, Shumpert to the Kings. Well, the audio will not lie, so I guess we will listen back to it. <laughs> audio, and see don't what was wrong. audio don't lie. Audio don't lie. Audio don't lie. But one thing before we get to the Cavs, what the hell is wrong with the Kings, Nick? Like, <laughs> seriously. Like, why are you taking on Aman Shumpert and like for nothing? And then you get rid of like it's just it makes the, their franchise. They, they got no a sense. they got a pick. Like, like yeah, they got, <laughs> they got a second. It's just meant, a second round pick two two years from now. <laughs> they got Joe Johnson, who they bought out and waived, who is now with the Houston Rockets. It just makes no sense. Like, yeah, that's what, what that's this move crazy. Does I mean. Unless they, I'm not too sure on how the salaries looked for George Hill, um, but unless he was on a very, very solid salary yeah. that they were looking to get out of, then maybe this is the only move that, that was, they could make. That is part of it, Nick. He is on a two-year, $38 million deal, so mm. th- there is that trepidation there. But Aman Shumpert is a guy who's barely been playing, and I think he's on two years, $20 Aman million Shumpert's around that sol- range as well. Um, contract isn't great either. Yeah, I know. I know that. Yeah. Um, the Joe Johnson so, wave is I, I a mean, surprising one. 
considering like, I mean, he's a good player. The Kings, he is, but the Kings don't need vets. They've already got like you know Zach Randolph there. They've already got um, not Zach Randolph, Vince Carter as well, who's rumored to be being bought out as well, and so is Zach Randolph. But um, I, the Jazz, I, I like the the acquisition of Jay Crowd. I think he can work really well in that system. Derek Rose is already being rumored to be bought out to your Wizards, Nick. Oh, Wizards Nation. Oh god. Uh, and Minnesota, which I think is more likely. Save um, us, please. But. But Nick, the, the Cavs, they, they acquired Rodney Hood and George Hill. What does this do for them going forward? We're going to see them tonight, uh, my time, uh, going up against the Boston Celtics and what should be must-watch TV. Uh, give me some takes, Nicholas. I absolutely love it. I completely admire George Hill, what he did for the Jazz last year. Uh, I thought he was a very underrated player. Even when Gordon Hayward was there, yeah. I still think that yep. it was a, like that one-two punch of Hayward and Hill. And I think... Hill wasn't getting the praise that he deserved when he was there. Um, got traded to the Kings. I thought that trade initially was very weird, um, and I don't think he's money. Done. Nick, give me the give me the money. Yes. Give me you, the money. Sound you want the ching? You want you want the ching? Yeah. Oh, I just put. Give I me just, the uh, all right, there it is. I just pushed um, the home yeah. thing. Anyway, anyway, that's got to be a bit of a brain <laughs> fart. <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought that I thought that money. I thought that was that was weird. Um, but and he didn't do he didn't do much for um Sacramento I don't believe I I just am saying that simply because I haven't heard anything from him this year. Yeah, like he's been he's been really discontent uh, early going into the season. They were saying they wanted to be a contender, and obviously I don't know what George Hill was thinking about whether like they were just smoking something some nice <laughs> reef out there in, in Sacramento, but that was never going to happen. Um, he he got paid. Um, his production has been you know lackluster but his percentages have been good because basically he's only taking good shots so it looks good on his resume yeah like for, I mean, like 45 percent yeah 45 percent from three it's amazing <laughs> but that's good that's gonna that's gonna work in a, in a lebron system it'll go down he'll take more but you know he's gonna get good shots in that system so i i really like it as well and from the rodney hood side as well um they're buying low on a guy who's you know uh, has really weird sort of value and around the nba right now they may have to pay him. Um, he is a restricted free agent. But you know he has all the tools to be uh, a perfect fit in this LeBron system. Plays some decent enough D. Um, he's well, almost like... Yeah, that's a, another a, thing I was going to say. Yeah, like his defense obviously worked in a, in a great system in Utah. Um, but I think himself... He can get buckets as well. Yeah, and he can get buckets. I think himself as a, as a defender... I think it's a matter of we'll wait and see. But there's no reason, there's no reason to believe that yeah. he won't be a good defender. All right, Nick. Now we've got plenty more trades. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give them to you, and we're going to give some quick grades and musings about them, so we can get on to the next part of the podcast. Oh. So Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade to the Heat, Nick. What do you like about it? What Love do you it. dislike? Give me a grade. This is an uh, this is an A plus for everyone involved, just on a feel factor. Caval- Cavaliers lost Dwayne Wade. A a a um, you know he was he he he, he was a. He was a consistent player. He was a consistent performer, and he was putting—he was still putting up numbers. And you know him and LeBron, you know, best buds. But his whole fa- his whole family, uh, Dwayne Wade's whole family, is in love with uh, Miami. They didn't—I don't actually think they moved with him to Cleveland, or they there didn't. was a year. Yeah, no, his, his his kids are still going to school there. And I've just seen so many interviews where he—the legitimate love he has for this city is incredible. It's awesome. Um, 
and he's playing back where he loves. I love seeing him in the Vi- Miami Vice jerseys. Just everything about it. Oh is yes, just, is just tremendous. I want to buy. I, I need to get me one of them. Apparently, like uh, I think it was. I can't remember if it was. The, uh, I said on Twitter like that the jersey sales are up eight hundred or eight thousand <laughs> percent with Christ. the re-arrival of. That's a that's some sol- that's some solid stock market shit right there. The Dow Jones <laughs> hasn't been doing too well, but Dwayne Wade, no, nah, he's going to be a shot he's right just, in the arm. He's destroying yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I um, love it. it. And even from the Cavs' point of view, like. Um, I feel like this was a trade where they were content with receiving nothing, where it was more yeah. of a favor to um, Will. To yeah, exactly, it was a favor to Dwayne Wade. Um, but they got a second round um, pick from the Heat. We'll see where that takes us. But I love it for everyone. So it's, it's a good feel. Yeah, it's in like twenty twenty four. It's in. I, I think I posted on our Facebook yesterday. It's in twenty twenty four. Right now, um, uh, LeBron James's son is in the eighth grade. So. Technically, it could be LeBron's son that they could be trading for with the Dwayne Wade, which would be absolutely wild. And we posted plenty of stuff related to Dwayne Wade and his return to Miami. Make sure you check it out on our Facebook page. But Nick, give me some quick grades on these minor deals. Yep. Alfred Payton traded to the Suns for a second-round pick. Give me a grade, uh, a grade for both teams. Um, B for the... Sorry, A for the Suns and B for the Magic. Yep, I'll probably go B minus for the magic. Um, but I, I agree. Uh, I think you're on the point there. Uh, now, in a three way, we love those three ways, Nick. You give do me love those three ways. Um, give me something sexy. Uh, all right, got this, sexy I've got something scary. <laughs> what? <laughs> so three, three ways are scary now. All right, cool. there you go. <laughs> all right, so this, this is three way deal. We soundboard. No, it is not. We need more. We, we, give us some suggestions, guys. Hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. But the, uh, the Knicks received Emmanuel Moutier, the Nuggets received Devin Harris, and the Clippers 2018 second round pick via the Knicks, and the Mug- and the Mavericks received Doug McBuckets and the Nuggets second rounder. Give me a grade for each team involved. Uh, C for the Knicks. Uh, Moutier, another po- another point guard. What are they doing with Neil Akina? It's, yeah, it's a right. weird it's a weird move. Um, uh, oh, you put me on the spot here, mate. Come on, mate. B, takes, B, B for the Nuggets. I like that a little bit more. The um, the pick, the pick will be a nice, nice asset. And Devin Harris is a good player, so I rate him as well. And A for the Mavs. I, I love Doug McBucket. Um, Doug McBucket. He can. I don't know whether it's because I'm friends with a Bulls fan, uh, but when he was at the Bulls, he had games where he absolutely lit it up. He had games where he was fucking shit as well. But like, you take the good with the bad with Dougie. Um, His name yeah, is Doug McBucket. Ex- I mean, come on. I mean, exactly. Um, and yeah, like the Mavs are oh, Mavs are in tank, so you know, get a get a decent role player and a pick as well. That's 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 good. I like that. Yep, uh, I'll give the Knicks a little bit high. I'll give them a, a B. I don't mind taking a flyer on a guy who was a number seven pick in the twenty fifteen. Oh, Moody is a good player, but like, who knows? like you've yeah, got Milikina. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I mean, who knows? We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it plays out for the rest of the year. Uh, the Nuggets doing Devin Harris. Yeah, I'll give that a B. And the Mavericks, A-plus, Doug McBuckets is Doug McBuckets for a reason. There you go. Uh, Dante Cunningham traded to the Nets, Nick, for Rashad Vaughn. A-plus for the Nets. This is sort of like a like a who? It's a nothing. It's exactly it's like... <laughs> this is... Uh, I'm just I'm just going Bs all round, just just for just yep. for safety. Like Bs it. all round. Give me double... Or can you give me some double Ds, Nick? Double, some double Ds. Oh, that's a, that's a bit low. But I see your sexual yeah. connotation. I like that. That's exactly what I mean, Nick. Exactly. I'm, all, I'm all about the boobies. <laughs> I like boobies. <laughs> uh, right on. Um, and I, I, don't, 
I don't think there's really anything else we really need to say that's really going to have an impact. You know, Sheldon Mack went, Noah Vonley's gone, James Ennis. Um, the Knicks trading William Hernan Gomez earlier in the week uh, to the Hornets for Johnny O'Brien and a couple of second-round picks. I yeah. like that for the Hornets, but they have about 40 million centers now. Yeah. Uh, so I have no <laughs> idea what's going on there. And the Knicks got a couple of second-rounders, so good for them. I think that works for both teams, but you know, I don't know what the heck the Hornets are doing. Yeah, well, for full um, for full comprehensive um, trade news, uh, you can always hit up uh, SB Nation as um, OTG got stuff. And at OTG. Box. Yes, yeah, OTG we as well. plenty of stuff there, Nicholas. Heaps of articles. Um, uh, the NBA outlet. Yeah, this... Yep, uh, the NBA outlet has also had channels. plenty of discussion, so... Too easy. Check it out. But, Nicholas, a couple of guys who weren't, who weren't dealt and... Uh, Many thought they would have been. DeAndre Jordan and Lou Will and also Tyreek Evans should have been res- traded from their respective teams. Get me on the Busick Manuel scale. I need to get that scale going. <laughs> All right. We'll hit this one on the Busick Manuel scale. So you think the Clippers should have traded DeAndre and Lou Will? We'll start with that I one. I think they should have traded... Yeah, I think they should have traded DeAndre. We okay. saw... Did you see... I'm, I'm not, I know you've been, you know, a bit um, off Twitter and, and such lately. But earlier in the week at a, a season ticket holders meeting, Jerry West, uh, the, the ticket holders asked about DeAndre Jordan, why they didn't trade him, why he hasn't re-signed. And Jerry West made some pretty poignant comments saying, we offered him a deal. We offered him a pretty sizable deal. If I, if I was in his shoes, I would have taken it. And uh, that leaked out. And then DeAndre gave them the little sort of subtweet, the sort of re- retweet, the quote tweet, and he had the emoji of the guy with the thinking with the monocle. Mm. So there's some, there's certainly some friction there. So I'm, I'm wondering where whether the, the the Clippers were remiss in their dealings. Now, apparently the, the the deal sort of fell apart once the the Lakers sort of got involved with the Cavs. But who knows? I think that he should have been traded. Lou Willard, this deal is the, probably the best deal in the history of basketball. And I'm going to be actually doing an article for Beckett Media on some of the best and worst contracts in the NBA. So definitely I'll, I'll make sure I... I ch- I post that out for everyone. But um, yeah, Lou will at, at such a bargain rate. Um, I love it. But yeah, DeAndre, I think if we're giving this music man well, you go halfway between. So I guess, you know, Twitter towards Twitter wiki. Twicky. Or, <laughs> we've or got, Witter. We've got, we've got a Twicky and Witter fact. God damn it, Jack. <laughs> You're ruining the scale. I love you, Nick. Making it even more it. complicated than it already bloody is. Um, I am giving... I mean, I agree with... Um, Everything, most things that you said. Um, I think that the priority should have been flipped, though. You trade Lou Will, you're going to get the most out of Lou Will. You're going to get the most picks. You're going to get the most assets out of Lou Williams, who is playing out of his absolute skin at the moment. And who knows how long this is going to be um, you know, replicated for. Uh, so sell high. Um, and DeAndre, just keep him around for a bit of veteran presence. Like, like he's born and bred... Not born and bred, but like he he's been at um the Clippers for freaking countless seasons ever. Yeah, um, and he's the last remaining in the big three. E- exactly. So. I mean, like Nick, you ke- keep him there just as, as that figment. But Nick, in saying that, would you? If I mean, this deal obviously sounds kind of sizable. DeAndre's probably looking for somewhere near the max. Um, if you're the Clippers, you know, and you obviously don't want to get that, and you're probably going to lose him for nothing. Isn't it better to have dealt him for, say, you know, like that that Cavs' own first round pick and some pieces, rather than losing him for nothing? It's true, 
But then when Lou Will gets on the contract table, you're going to face the same problem now. I'd rather get the most out of it. Like, if you want to trade them both, that's fine. Just blow it up completely. And I've got a little soundbite here. Oh. Yeah, right, bang. Go. bang. Bang, bang. Boom. <laughs> um, blow it up uh, completely. But I think some vet presence. And if you've got one max player on your team, just just do it. You know, goodwill. And if you want someone who takes wants to take that max contract like they do Blake, then trade him. Like once you've got a few more, yeah. a few more years, a few more draft picks, maybe, like you're gonna be bad. I think, uh, but Lou Will's contract is very tradable, so I think that's one thing that is. Well, yeah, I mean um, that's, that that adds to his value. But one thing, if we're if we're judging Tyreek Evans separately, that is a hashtag fact as it gets. It it's absolutely remiss of the Memphis Grizzlies that they didn't trade Tyreek Evans. Mm. There were deals going around. Apparently, the Nuggets were offering them Emmanuel Mudiay. And a decent second round pick. I think a couple of teams are offering two first, two second rounders. Uh, I think the Boston Celtics are offering him two second rounders and um, uh, Yebusele. So I think those are two deals that are fine. Like you take that. I'm not sure there's this huge value now. Apparently, that the first round pick is like a huge currency. It's like the the Bitcoin now of the bloody NBA. Um, I like I'm not that. sure why. Because back in the day, Frank Kaminsky and Justice Winslow were offered for fucking four first-round picks. So I'm not sure what's changed. Um, the priorities certainly have. But it's it's ridiculous that he... Do you agree, Nick, that the fact that Tyreek Evans staying with the Grizzlies, it hurts their future prospect. You know, they're going to win games with him. He's a great player. He is a great player, be... but I don't think that they'll... Like, and now they have to continue playing him. Like, he's on their, he's on their books now. You have to continue playing him uh, just to Absolutely. even showcase what he's uh, capable of. Um, which means, yeah, Memphis are gonna take, um, take get get some wins. However, I wouldn't be trading him for anything less than a first round pick, like even two second round but picks. Nick, no, just just no. He is worth but, a first round pick. No, who got a first round pick in this trade deadline? Nick, did anyone get a first? Everyone wants every, anyone but, get a... but that's the thing. Everyone wants to keep theirs. But if he wants to, if if players who are contenders sorry if teams who are contenders or maybe on the fringe want to make that extra step which i believe that tyreek evans can be a very very valuable asset to any of these teams like this is why his his name is is on this block um then you make you make the deal for a first rounder like if you're a team your first rounder is going to be in the bloody 30s any or 20s anyway yeah, look, you you make a good point on on that respect, and, I, and I'm I'm not sure why the Celtics didn't do it because their picks probably going to be like 28 or something. Exactly. But it it it, it's, it works more against the Memphis Grizzlies because now they have to re-sign him or lose him for nothing, mm. similar to DeAndre. And now I I just look at it from the perspective of the team that has the asset, has the player that's wanted. You know, it's better to get something than nothing. The same could be said. I mean, we we just graded the Alfred Payton deal. Alfred Payton probably would have left the Magic because he's not part of their future plans. They got something out of it, a second rounder. That, that's obviously you know not what you want out of a, a guy who was a former lottery pick, but it's something. I think now, this year's draft has has put it like a discredit, as maybe maybe inflated the um the value of the draft pick because people have seen this draft yeah, class no. and just been like, holy crap, look at these guys like Kuzma's pick twenty seven, and look how insane he is. Um, yeah. So the that, first round pick is you make a fair point. more valuable. It's. It, I mean, it, the the NBA does go in waves. So I, I mean, 
when we see, you know, maybe the CBA sort of levels out, the salary cap levels out, that might change. But, you know, obviously the, the trends will the trends will be dictated by what the market is. And I think Lou Will's contract is, is a big turning point as well. But uh, speaking of uh, trade buyout season, Nick, this season's candidates for the buyouts already, uh, some candidates have been picked up by some teams, uh, are some of the best we've ever seen. Now, just to preface this, I have a, I may have an article, uh, just a, a sneak peek, an article coming through Clutch Points, uh, one of the most popular NBA basketball Facebook pages going around that may be dropping in the coming days about the buyout candidacy, about the buyout and how who it favours. But uh, I'll save that for another day. But Nick, these buyout candidates, you know, there's been some got teams who've already picked them up. Uh, I, I, what do you think? Oh, I mean, it's great. I mean, you, you're getting the likes of um, uh, Derek Rose, Joe Johnson, as you mentioned, um, Bellinelli or Gallin- Bellinelli. I'm getting those. I'm getting, Don't still, say Gallinari, Nick. It's Gall- Bellinelli. Gallinelli. Or <laughs> Bellinari. Yeah, let's let's. Bellinari, Bellinari, Bellin- Bellinari sounds like an actual name. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you got uh, Bell. I was so surprised to see him waved. Um, and then, obviously, no surprises to see him picked up pretty much straight away. Um, great move by the Sixers. Uh, sorry? Great move by the oh, Sixers. Oh, yeah, great move by the Sixers. Yeah, definitely. Um, you've got the likes of bloody Brolo as well. Like, he, he is a, a magnificent offensive player. Defensiveness, yeah, yeah. I mean, you would know. Um, but yeah, his, I mean, his offensive yeah. capabilities are great. He's a great offensive center. Yeah. Boris Diaw as well. Yep. Like, and there's... Like, it's, it's been some plenty good, of guys. good names. Like, he didn't get signed in the NBA, but um, yeah. uh, Boris Diaw, but uh, another good name that has been let go. Chuffy. Yeah, and, and he, I mean, he, he's in Europe right now. I think he's playing for, playing for France. And if he gets picked up, um, an NBA team knocks on his door. He has an out in his contract. But mm. you, know, you mentioned Derek Rose. We mentioned the fact that he might be heading to Washington or rejoining with Minnesota. And we will be apparently going back in time to 2011 um, with <laughs> Tom Thibodeau and the. But also, um, you know, Brolo, you mentioned as well. Joe Johnson and Brandon Wright uh, have joined the Houston Rockets. Um, nice little mini moves there to add some depth to their roster because the Houston Rockets certainly were active at the deadline. Hmm. Uh, will Golden State make some moves? Um, we'll have to wait to see. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers have a roster spot. Do they try and you know beef up their their front court? I think it's it's highly likely. Um, so we'll have to wait and see how it pans out. But yeah, the candidates are, are quite, uh, are much more elevated and talented than in past years where we saw Andrew Bogut last year and, and Deron Williams. So uh, Andrew Bogut lasted about 56 seconds with the, the Cavs before getting injured. Yeah. And Deron Williams averaged, averaged like a point per game yeah. uh, in 12 minutes against the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, it wasn't, in, in wasn't, playoffs, wasn't so. great. So let's, let's just co- communally give this one a hashtag fact, shall we? Definitely. Yes, Michelle. <laughs> all right, this one is a quick one because this is an absolute outrage across all of the world that is Australia. We are the world. We are the world. Anyway. We are the um, world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kemba Walker was selected as an all-star replacement for Kristaps Porzingis, RIP Unicorn. He's not dead, but wrong. Like, he's... Yeah. But yes, that is, that, wrong. that is very wrong. Further illustrating the racism... That we spoke about on last week's episode. Hashtag Simmons snub, mate. Hashtag Simmons. I, th- I think it's this the one's a. Snub. Uh, this this was a. Oh, actually, it's not. We didn't actually ask a question, did we? Should 
Sim- <laughs> should Simmons have been selected for the All Star game? Hashtag fact. Fact. Hashtag fact. Fact is fact. And I mean, he had some comments uh, to the media. He's uh, he goes, I don't really know what an All Star is anymore. I mean, if it was about win loss, you would you pick Dragic obviously, and you pick Kemba, whose mm. team is seven wins under us. It is what it is. But my stats don't lie. Uh, yeah. Ball, money live, women lie, numbers don't. And I like the the quote there, my friend. Uh, hashtag Simmons stub at the fullest. Uh, we had Aussie politicians going all in in the in the house uh, as well, which was, uh, which was made it over here to America, which was absolutely awesome. Uh, the Simmons snub, uh, racist at racism at its core, Nicholas. Uh, n- not really. Um, no, very <laughs> uh, remiss to say, but. It is, it is an absolute hashtag Simmons snub, and I, I'm surprised that that hasn't been trending. Uh, hopefully, we'll, I mean, with the way that LeBron's team is going down like flies, probably Ben Simmons might be the next bloody replacement. But, you know, Kemba Walker's doing all right, but, you know, Ben Simmons... Yeah, I mean, he's still putting up good numbers. I think the day after he got announced, he put up 41. So I was just like, oh, God, yeah, bad. God damn. <laughs> um, but, you know, we are proud Australians, and we're going to fight for Simmons all year round. Oh, yeah. And he will get in next year. Like, come on. We've had four players come into the All-Star. Like, this has to be some sort of record. An extra four players yeah, on no. the All-Star game. No one's, no one's spoken about it, but I'm, it has to be. I've never heard of any anything like that. Anyway, next one here. Um, with the Raptors moving to the first seed in the East uh, just a couple of days ago or today, um, my question is for this one, this one to you, mate. I'm jumbling my words. The Raptors are favourites to come out of the East in the postseason. Now, this is tricky, Nick, because we have Cleveland with their revamped system coming up against Boston tonight. I think that's going to be a real... It's not going to be a trendsetter because there's still another 20 games to go. We've got the All-Star break and such. But there is certainly something to take from it. Um, is that going to be the case? So I'm, I'm going to give this a hashtag fact. Ooh, oh, no, fact. hashtag wiki. Hashtag wiki. I'm gonna give it a wiki because I'll give you some stats, Nick. Now I'm gonna t- I'm gonna be the stats man just just for now. Can I can I be the stats man you, just for a second? I I pass the baton to you, sir. Thank you, sir. Now right now they are third in defensive. They're third in defensive rating for the season. Fourth in offensive rating. Their net rating is only behind the Houston Rockets and Golden State Warriors. Those are those stats alone make you convinced that they are one of the best teams in the mm-hmm. NBA right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Their revamped system under Dwayne Casey, mm-hmm. DeMar DeRozan as a, as a sneaky, you know, top five yep. MVP candidate. Kyle Lowry uh, in his sort of lesser role um, is going to work wonders for him come the playoffs. Yep, and I think we're not giving them enough credit. And it seems to be that the Raptors have sort of become the spurs of the East somewhat. Their consistency in terms of winningest, uh, winning games, is just being understated. And I really like them. Uh, they... You know, they dusted off the Boston Celtics, who were at full health, mind you, with Kyrie Irving and Al Horford out there quite easily. So I'm excited to see this Toronto Raptor team because I'm a big fan. And, um, you know, Rhapsody all the way. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I can completely understand the, the point with um, the San Antonio Spurs of the East. I can definitely see that Toronto's, uh, you know, it's, it's still Canada. <laughs> in American eyes, um, still Canada. Like it, in America, in American eyes. Like uh, I'm generalizing here, but it seems it's to like be. New Zealand it seems, yeah, it seems to be overlooked all the time. Um, their month by month stats of just winning has been just the picture of consistency. Um, and you know, and what I 
what I absolutely love about the Raptors is that they've turned, um, they've turned to the Air Canada Center. Is that the one? Air Canada Center is that their home? Yeah, I think it is. I yep. think it is. They've turned their Air Canada Center into an yep. absolute fortress. They're twenty three and four at home, and that is going to play huge advantages in the playoffs. So. From definitely. a statistics point of view, I can definitely see them. But as they're, if they're coming out to the, you know, if we're saying that they're going to be the favourites to come out of the East. You are fake news. You are fake news, mate. You are fake news. It is going to be the Cleveland Cavaliers because they're going to turn their season around with all these trades. And I, my one rebut to you, sir, <laughs> but, um, is LeBron James. Yeah, look, I, that, that's that's fair, Nick. I, I think if if the Raptors were somehow to avoid, you know, if they get that number one seed, and, you know, Cleveland finishes third, they can avoid them on the way to the finals if the Boston Celtics could knock them out. So uh, I think it, it all depends if. on where. Oh, it, it's it, look, it's a big year. It's a big year, but you know, we're, we're seeing already. You know, LeBron James is he's already revitalized with this new trade and stuff, but you know, it, it remains to be seen what happens tonight. It could be a big precursor to what happens in the rest of the season. But another team, uh, that has been balling somewhat, at least against, uh, one team in particular, the golden state warriors, Nicholas, should they be worried about facing the Oklahoma city thunder in the playoffs due to their recent form? Um, I, I think the warriors are much like LeBron in that, you flip a switch when it comes to um, uh, well, it seems like that this season. You flip a switch when it comes to uh, the playoffs because when they play, oh man, do they play absolutely beautiful it's so basketball! Good. Um, that being said, the OKC are two and zero on uh, Golden State, which is you know it's two games. You know, you've got a series of... Um, you've got a, a seven-game series where you play them consecutively. Um, so who's got the more consistent game? Golden State Warriors, obviously. If we're putting in the averages of yeah. all the team, Golden State Warriors will win that game. But I think that the that OKC can... Not so much fluke, but if they catch the Warriors off guard, then I think they're one of the best teams in the West to take them down. They take them down yeah, with, like, with good... Hard, honest defense. Yeah, yeah. Paul George, he 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 absolutely shut down Clay like a glove. Um, the fact that you know they might do pick you up shut a down Allen, gloves. Do you, Tony Allen on that, the is, Do you shut down gloves? Is is that what you do? Gloves are shut down, Nick. Mate, they are not allowed in this household. Uh, you need to you know put on some mittens or nothing. No gloves. Hashtag no gloves. Love it. Um, hey, I'm allowed to be misconstrued. I'm allowed to be jumbled up with my words as well. All right. I'm, tired I'm the as well. only dyslexic one on this podcast, mate. And you learn your you all learn right. your place. Double double dyslexia. But um, in terms of the, this this take, the Warriors should definitely be worried about facing the Thunder in the playoffs. So it is a fact. Now I'm going to put something to that is you know a fire take. So I'm going to need an explosion after it, Nicholas, because Ooh, it's, it's going to oh, be hot. All right, my fingers um, primed. It's ready. Get ready for it because right now the Warriors are the weakest they have been in their dynasty era since 2015. They are right in the If Houston Rockets or the OKC Thunder get them on a good day in a good series, they can take them out. Then Golden State Warriors, if they have an injury, it's it's it could it could end it could not end the the best one. Um, now in, I think in January alone they've had one of the bottom five defenses. They are holding out for that All Star break. Um, 
but I think you know they will get it all together because this team is, you know, absolutely historically good um, in terms of their talent, their defense. Andre Iguodala is a worry. Their bench is a worry. Um, I, I think they need to uh, rejig something. Uh, Jordan Bell's injury uh, certainly is a worry as well. Zaza Pachulia is falling down on people left, right, and center. He's an absolute clumsy <laughs> idiot. Uh, but but that, that, look, it's not to say that they won't win at all. They are still by far and away the the favourites uh, beyond mm. uh, beyond repair, and but they are right for the picking somewhat. You know, they're it's not that they're just slightly under. They're just slightly under. Like that mango, that that avocado is just a little bit hard. But you know, you wait a couple of days, you wait a couple of series, and then I think you know Oklahoma City might you know grab that avo. It might be a little bit brown. I just compared the the <laughs> Golden State Warriors to avocado. terrible, terrible, terrible analogy. <laughs> Oh, we're going to a break. Hey, I like avocados. It's because uh, you hate avocados. Avocado smash is disgusting. Um, we are going to a break. Uh, uh, on the other side... No, no, you can't interject here. We, we, on the other side, we've got JB Team of the Week. And, and, and avocados. Yes, and, yeah, sure. And avocados. You listen to JBT Podcast. Make sure to give us a follow on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to JBT Podcast. We will... Uh, kick off oh don't forget just before we start to hit that subscribe button of course on itunes rate and review the show helps us out heaps we'll get to jb team of the week jb team of the week Yes, welcome to JB Team of the Week. This is where Jack and myself recognise the players that have been outstanding in their position. Five players for the five positions on the court on their performances this week. So at the point guard spot, we've got Damian Lillard. Bang, who was on fire against the Kings, scoring 50 points. Uh, 16 to 26 field goals and 18 of 13 threes in only 29 minutes. Eight of 13, Nicholas. Eight. 18 of 13 would have beat me. Sorry. <laughs> Eight of 13. 13. Not bad. I thought I, said, I thought I said eight. Yeah, there you go. It's just my brain being fucking retarded again. Um, he emanating with his backcourt uh, mate. He did the a week earlier. Um, he added six assists as well, one rebound, three steals uh, to go with that massive scoring burst. Uh, so good stuff there from video game Dame. There's definitely a video game score right there. Um, a shooting guard, we got Jimmy Harden. Good old Jimmy. Uh, 36 points, four rebounds, five assists, one block, and a comfortable win over the net. Um, he also had 41 points, four rebounds, six assists, three steals, and a block against the Heat, mate. MVP, MVP caliber shit from here from James Harden. It's becoming harder and harder to uh, to he's not give got him it, the he's got it locked. Yeah, it's a losing battle here. He's from, getting from it here. locked down. That's right. Uh, yeah, he's going to lock down. But the front court, Nicholas, mm-hmm. in the same game as Russell almost posting a triple-double against the Golden State Warriors, Paul George was absolutely outstanding, filling up the box score with 38 points, five rebounds, three assists, and a phenomenal six steals. Bang. He Defense is player one, of the year, mate. The best, one of the best in the game at it, Nicholas. That's for sure. Uh, LeBron went beast mode against Minnesota, playing 48 minutes in a narrow OT win. You sent me a Facebook message. I loved it. Uh, he posted a lofty triple-double. 37 points, including the game winner at the buzzer. 10 rebounds, 15 assists, one steal and one block. You had a back-to-back triple-double with another one against the Hawks. 22 points, 
12 rebounds, 19 assists, which is career high for LeBron. How old is this guy again, Nicholas? He's, How old is he? He is not aging, mate. May I just Ageless. may I just add that that photo of him taking that buzzer beater on Jimmy Butler oh is now my background photo on my phone. It is absolutely amazing photography. Continue. The NBA photographers, and I mean, there's also the, the Giannis dunk over Tim Hardaway as well. Two of the greatest photos. NBA photo, NBA photographers deserve all the money in the world. It, mm. it was absolutely outstanding. Uh, now, we, the center position was one of the hardest positions for us this week because there were some absolutely ridiculous performances. Anthony Davis balled out last night against my Brooklyn Nets. Uh, sad face. Uh, Andre Drummond <laughs> had a, a, a league high in 27 rebounds. Yet, that still wasn't good enough to get the center position in JB Team of the Week. It goes to Clint Capella who had 23 points, 25 rebounds, two blocks in only 29 minutes of play. We value efficiency, All uh, and that was against the Nuggets. We value efficiency. We value quick-witted stuff. We value quick quickness, Nicholas. We are we are quick men. That, was, very, that was a very witty response from you then. Well done, mate. It was quick. It, it, it's quick. Uh, quick. You suck. I need another one other than quick. I need a, uh, give me a thesaurus, but yeah. That's our JV team of the week. Nick, uh, give me to the rookie watch. I love hearing that theme. Beautiful. Put it down, young fella. Best all-around rookie the ever. Best rookie we've ever seen. Lesson one, rookie. Expect the unexpected. Yes, welcome to Rookie Watch. Those of you who are new, where we rank the rookies based on their performance. We award one, two, or three votes, depending on how they've gone this week. Mate, do you want to take this uh, first one? I feel like you've, uh, you've earned this one. I shall. Yeah, okay, because Nick has no idea who this is anyway, so yep, that's probably yep, well, why. Well, neither did you, um, mate. And neither do I. To... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thank you, NBA Twitter. Thank you, NBA Stats Twitter page, because uh, or else I would have missed this, and we cannot miss this, especially when it comes to uh, Rookie Watch. I do not literally had never heard of until I, s- I saw a tweet on NBA Stats. Luke Cornett, sounds like an ice cream, uh, of, the, <laughs> of the New York Knicks. <laughs> Made his debut in absolute style. 11 points, 10 rebounds, 4 blocks, and 3 three-pointers. Became the first player in NBA history to debut with 4 blocks and 3-pointers in his first career game. And he's also the first Rooks Knicks rookie with a double-double since John Wallace in 1996. Well done to the Cornetto, uh, the ice cream man. Luke. Ice cream Luke. We're giving him a new nickname. I originally thought it was Cornet. But like, I mean, it, I, I, I mean, it could, I, I it could look, be. I, <laughs> I figured that you would have researched you, this before, you, mate. You do, you, you do the you do the two votes, and I'll I'll search I'll search Wikipedia. Uh, uh, if he even has a Wikipedia site, uh, Kyle Kuzma takes the two votes. Uh, he had a nice win against uh, the depleted Thunder, uh, posting sixteen points, nine rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block, in only twenty four minutes. That's efficiency right there from the Kuz. But mate, I don't know how this happened. The three votes goes to Jared yeah. Allen. Uh, I wonder if a Nets fan did this ranking. Mm, curious. Uh, put up oh, come a. On. He, he's got... <laughs> nah, fair enough. He's been ball- he's been balling recently. We got to show him some love. Um, put up a double double in a loss to the Pistons. Thirteen points, fourteen rebounds, and a career high six assists. Brilliant passing there from the big man uh, to go with one steal and two blocks as well. So, congrats to Jared Allen taking the three votes there. He jumped quite a few names on that uh, list with that three votes. So, good for you, just, Mr. Just quick, Allen. Just a quick tidbit before we move on to DBS, which is a good one this week, guys. Make sure you tune in. Um, 
this was one of the harder weeks for Rookie Watch. Um, I think a lot of rookies are hitting the wall. Donovan Mitchell, Ben Simmons haven't had their best weeks. Um, they've had a couple of good games, but I'm judging them by their own standards. And I'm giving some love to some new rookies, Nicholas, because um, we want to make it a more fun race. We want to be an equality-based uh, podcast. Give me that DBS music. I haven't heard it in a while. Yeah. Drop. Steven, I like your hustle. That's why it was so hard to cut you. Bench. No, God, please, no, no! Start. All right, that's more like it. This is DBS. Yes, for those of you who are new, here's how it works. DBS stands for drop, bench, or start. So we'll be giving you three, not necessarily players, and we'll decide, it's essentially a ranking system. We'll decide who we drop, who we bench, who we start. Um, Mate, this is a bit of a different one this year. Thought we'd uh, sort of fuse off topic and DBS together. So... We've got fusion, exactly fusion. Ah, um, ah. so we've got who would you DBS? Who would you drop bench or start between NBA athleticism or NBA superpowers in uh, in inspiration for the new Black Panther movie that's coming out this week? Um, so hype. we've so we've, hype as hell, exactly hype. Uh, so we've got who would you DBS between Giannis's length, CP 3s supervision. Or LeBron James' super strength? Mate, I, I love this uh, DBS so far. So uh, what, lay it on me. What, what do you got? Okay, so this is ridiculously tricky. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what DBS is all about. And I think um, we may have to get a, a little bit of a photo going out to the people about this one because I think uh, they may jump on board with it. Giannis's length is one of the most ridiculous things. And it actually is a superpower because no one in the league no can compete with No one can that. do that. <laughs> Probably about... Three steps, and he's at the free throw line from yeah. the other side of the court. Um, <laughs> CP3 supervision. Uh, literally probably the best passer in the game, in the history of the game. Um, Magic Johnson might have something to say about that, but he's absolutely electric with what he sees and how he sees the court. And LeBron James uh, is just the Hulk. Uh, he a, is an absolute he's monster. A bully. He's an absolute man. bully. He, he, he is, he's a nice bully. When he wants to. He's a nice bully, but he can he's get to. Bully. He can absolutely boss you in the in the paint for someone who's as tall as a small forward. He is an absolute. So he's, he's a gem. Anyway, I, it's not about LeBron I, James. I, I it's, agree, about his, it's about his big bulging muscles. That's what we like. We love them big bulging muscles on those very very sexy men. Um, now, I'm going to drop CP3's supervision. Oh, I'm going to. Okay. I'm giving you this drop. I'm just wrong. You're just wrong, mate. You, you're wrong. Okay. Well, can you let me bloody finish no. without giving me a no. total drop? No. Fucking wrong. 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 Um, I'm dropping CP3 supervision. I am benching LeBron's super strength and I'm starting Giannis's length. What? Reasons. Okay. okay right. Shut up. Reasons. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Reasons being CP3 supervision. I think that this is the most replicable skill of the three that we have because it is something that you can almost teach with practice. A guy can pass the ball if you have reps. You cannot teach Giannis's length. It is something that is a superpower. We're talking about superpowers. Giannis's length, I think we've done a, um, we did a Photoshop earlier in our um, podcast history where Chaz did Giannis as Spider Man. You know, he is just gangly. He's Inspector Gadget. He is the stretchy dude. He is just everything. He is a he is a, a superhero in his own right. LeBron James' super strength is 
mildly underneath because you know I don't really care about being strong. You know, I'm I'm already pretty frail myself. Uh, you know, I, I've lived a life without being uh, very muscly, and I don't mind it. It's not it's not too bad. It'd be nice. It'd be nice to have those bulging biceps and nice deltoids, as Daffy would say, of LeBron James. But I think CP3 supervision um, is something that can be taught a lot easier than teaching Giannis's length. Uh, now, Nick, uh, feel free to criticize me for the next uh, however long you need to. Oh, I will. Um, <laughs> mate, I'm dropping Giannis's length because whose who's, who's favorite superpower, whose favorite superhero is Mr. Fantastic? This is basketball superpowers. Doesn't Nicholas. matter, mate. Doesn't this, matter. This is not. This is not saying like. But I, I prefer. I prefer this, like that is Aquaman over Spider Man. The length. The length factor is great, but it is not nearly the best superpower on this list. I am benching LeBron James super strength, and I'm starting the supervision. Dear mate, God. you right. saying okay. you saying that you can teach CP3's vision is an absolute disgrace. You cannot teach what he does. His his creativity um, with the ball on hands. Every time I think of CP3, I think of his ball fakes, his tricky tricky little passes, and just his ability to have eyes in the back of his head. You you try giving Zaza Pachulia the ball in his hands and see if he can do that, even when he was two years old. If you focused every day on his life at passing, there there is no fucking way that dumb piece of shit player... Could do the things that CP3 goddamn does. It's not possible. I think as it tends to be with DBS, Nick and I interpret it in very different ways. Nick's Now, I'm interpreting it in in a pure basketball sense. Uh, I think in terms of... You can interpret it in ways where it's like, which skill do you want the most? I'm interpreting it in a skill that I want on the basketball court because I think Giannis' length is translatable across so many ways. You know, strength can be, you know, out outmatched by length. You know, well, I would say I, I would say the the opposite. I mean strength can keep um Giannis out of the paint. And Giannis can't shoot. Yeah, but Giannis Giannis is gonna get to the paint at will, Nicholas. He's uh, I, I don't have stats in front of me. But I think we're gonna have to agree to disagree with this one <laughs> and we're gonna have to put it out to the people. Uh I'll get on maybe Chaz or I might just uh, put some photos together on on, on a on an online uh, source but you know, let us know your thoughts, guys. Uh, been another wonderful episode, Nicholas. I'm going to let you do the spiel. It's right. been a while, mate. I'll do I'm the spiel. Get... You can keep. You Give can me do some the spiel. Keep... I'll do the spiel. All right, just as ever, guys. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this episode of Just Ball Things NBA Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio. Uh, remember to rate and review the show as well. Helps us out heaps. Gets more people listening and add to the conversation. Uh, you can get in contact with us. The J Man JBT is Jack, and the J Man, sorry, and JBT Nick. Um, on Twitter, that's us on Twitter. Uh, you can also hit us up at OTG Basketball, uh, where you can read awesome NBA articles uh, written by Jack um, and heaps of other fire content. We've got to do with the trades. There's a lot coming out uh, every day. Um, we've got Facebook, so just search Just Ball Things and you'll find us there. Uh, you can hit us up on email where we'll read the qu- emails here on the show. If you've got any questions uh, you want us to answer, jbtpodcast at gmail.com. We'll also receive anything through Twitter as well. Um, so remember, it's you guys that make this show great. So we appreciate any and every post heading our way. So until next week, keep balling, superstars. Keep balling.